We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into episode number 189, 189 of Greatest Pod in the South. I'm Neil McCready, J.G. Tate with me here today as well as we're looking at each other uh, on Jay's fancy new uh, podcasting streaming app that I think is going to allow us to stream soon. And Jay said we might be able to take your calls, all sorts of stuff that we might be able to do here in the uh, coming future on Greatest Pod in the South. Jay, how are you? The coming future. <laughs> that's not good. I mean, I guess it would be good, but that's not what I was talking about. Sure, of course. Of course. Uh, it's another beautiful day in the South. Football season. I was fired up to finally have a game to cover the other day. Of course, I had an hour and a half rain delay. Ooh, that was a night game, too. It was, which resulted yeah. in me getting a little wet down the throat. You know what I'm saying? Drank a little bit too much. And, uh, you know, over in, uh, in our world at AuburnSports.com, the, uh, the all-time high watermark for me drinking was the Ole Miss game. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I literally, I, I, I didn't even, I, I'd lost track of consciousness in that game. Uh, and everybody's like, get Ole Miss drunk. They say that every time. Uh, I got <laughs> That's great. disturbingly close. Game? I'm sorry. The 2020 game or the game last year? I was tw- No, it was, it was not last year. I think it was 2020, yeah. Okay. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just drank a bunch. And, uh, yeah. But and that was an early game. What, what time? That game started at. If I remember right, that was an 11 a.m. game. Oh, well, then it wasn't that one. Maybe it was the 19 game then. It was a night game. Okay, I think 19 was at night. We got super turnt, bro, (laughs) over on my stream. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I remember exactly when it was. It was 19 because you were all in love with John Rice Plumley because he had run for 8,000 yards. Yeah, well, yeah, because Gus kept telling me, this kid's really good, I really like him, you know. Yeah, and he's his quarterback now, full circle. I know, I mean, he, he... He's walking the walk, isn't he? He wasn't just talking bullshit. I'm not saying that John Rice is awesome, but Gus loves him. Yeah, he's really good in that offense. A run or run oriented quarterback offense that does not face SEC linebackers. He's really good in that offense. Well, then <laughs> he's found the right place to go, my man. I mean, it's a perfect fit. Yeah, he's gonna do great there. He's gonna put up super numbers at uh at, at UCF. And good for him. He's a great kid. Uh why don't we start off the show, Neil McCready? We got a lot to talk about today. We got some pretty cool uh personal topics too we got some journalism topics yeah but let's run through uh, last week's games and that, that kind of spreads it out so that when we talk about the coming games it's not jammed up together we're doing our oreo football well other yeah stuff, football we don't want to get too bogged down with sports after all you know 
Uh, okay, the Vanderbilt Commodores, I think SEC country or SEC nation, is that what you call the SEC version of game day? They're going to yeah. be at Vandy this, this week. Yeah, Vandy and Wake this week. Well, Vandy's 2 0, baby, undefeated. Wow, that's big. <laughs> hey, name another team in the SEC with two wins right now. You can't. You can't do it. Wow. I there you go. I hadn't thought about it that way. They're in first place. Uh, let's see. Tennessee waxed Ball State 59 10. I think you called that one. You said waxed balls at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think Neil McCready would be the guy to call me out on that right there. Uh, yeah, Tennessee waxed the ball sack there. And uh, 59-10. Tennessee, I mean, I can't really gauge too much from Ball State, but they may actually be better than I thought they were because yeah, I always I think, think they I, suck. I, we'll talk about it on the other side because they have a big game this weekend, but I think Tennessee's good. We'll see. Like right now they're good or th- well, then they're getting better, but no, I think this team's good. When I say good, they not win a championship, good, but a good team. I mean, like they're top twenty-five. I think they're legitimately. I think they're going to finish the season ranked. Bro, for me, the threshold is dog shit. So if they're like better than dog shit, then that's pretty good for Tennessee. Well, then they're pretty good. All right, very well. <laughs> it's ones and zeros for me, my man. <laughs> uh, the Missouri Tigers won their season opener against the La Tech Bulldogs yep. from Ruston, Louisiana. I don't. I don't know anybody from there. Just 50, one person. 52-24. And that was a cover for Missouri, by the way. Yeah, Missouri looked pretty good in the second half of that game. They, they look good. That wide receiver, the, the freshman that Gabe had the NIL deal with, is he, he looks like a stud. Yeah, he's going to be at Auburn, Alabama, LSU next year. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just be real about it. Yeah. Uh, the Fighting Jimbos uh, beat Sam Houston State 31-0. Uh, they did not cover in that game. It was a 37-point line on that one. And I remember A&M started kind of slow, right? kind of dilly-dallying yes. Start, started kind of slow they, they looked they looked pretty good i'm i'm curious to see them they get app state this week and then they got some games coming app state is not a game that's not a team you want to be playing right now app state well they get them they get them in college station so they got that and they still got arkansas later this month and then it's going to get real soon so we'll, we'll see I, I think l's are coming but we'll we'll, we'll see dude uh, app state gave chiswick the business the other day yeah, I know. The business. <laughs> they, they 50 plus. Yeah, 60 points. My wife goes, is Chizik really coaching? Like, it was just, I was almost like surprised myself. Like, I knew he was, but I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. Like, that guy, he, he hasn't put together a good defense in like a generation, and there's people still hiring him. Hey, you wonder, because you wonder sometimes, and those guys, they love to sit on the studio and talk about the game, but the game's different now. And like, these these cats, these cats are super analytic and, just kind of wonder yeah. if, if the game passes some of these guys. We'll, I don't it, know. Well, it definitely does. I'm not saying Gene necessarily, but but probably. <laughs> uh, our, the Arkansas Razorbacks covered against the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. 31-24 was the final there. That was a six-and-a-half-point line. Vegas knows its stuff, and uh, yeah. Arkansas wins by seven. I watched the first half of that game on replay this morning because it was in the, on at the gym. And, man, that was a slugfest, bro. I think it was 14-0 Arkansas at half, and then Cincinnati comes out and scores to open the second half. And it was a slugfest, bro. Yeah, that was a real physical game. Those are two. Those are two teams that have like identities. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. great teams. Don't get me wrong, but like those are two teams that probably by the end of their camps, they're ready to hit somebody else, and it showed because they were they were both physical. Yeah, number five. I'm guessing that's Raheem Sanders, uh, the tailback for Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. He's a man. He's a bruiser, dude. Uh, Arkansas yeah, rushed for. Arkansas rushed for 224 in that game. That was a big, big deal. 
Yeah, he's got the what's it called? The, the, his nickname is Rocket or something, but the dude does not play like that. Dude plays like a bruiser. Oh yeah, he's he's mean and he goes for every inch. Kind of he reminds me of Cornell the way that he runs. Yeah, Cornell, see of course, that. terrific tailback at Auburn a, a generation ago. Yeah, uh, Georgia with a very solid, comprehensive victory over the Oregon Ducks, forty nine to three in Atlanta. Uh, Oregon was a sixteen point dog. <laughs> I mean. Solid and comprehensive. I, I got to tell you, probably not the words I'd use. Yeah, well, I'm an Auburn writer, and I know you know, you know how we feel about Georgia over here, the the bunker. That was dominant. Yeah, Bo Nix, uh, his first game playing away from Auburn, right? First college game away from Auburn as the Oregon Ducks quarterback. I thought he was okay. It wasn't his fault, but he got intercepted twice. That didn't help things. But anyway, Georgia looks pretty damn good. I think they're up to number two now. And so we're probably looking at a Georgia and Alabama race to the finish again. Looks that way. You know, whatever. Gets boring. Uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, victorious over my adopted Troy Trojans. Yeah, uh, I, was, I it, saw, um, um, uh, oh, gosh, the, the sports information director. He, he talked about you. Um, Adam, yeah. Yeah, Adam Pendergrass. Thank you. Saw Adam talk to him. He was, um, he was telling me about your, your appearance earlier in the month yeah i know it's surprising to hear that i would be drunk at night but uh yeah i was drinking a little bit i was at the drawdown i mentioned it on the show yeah and i spent a lot of time with adam adam of course for the folks who listen to the show was a student assistant when neil and i were young uh at auburn uh he was in the sports information department working under meredith jenkins and uh i remember uh, he went to ulm for a while he was at ulm yeah Mm -hmm. now he's at troy and and uh, he's he's like a grown man now i mean as he's married he's got kids i mean he's it's funny. I still think of him as like the 20 year old Adam, but um, I tell you what, the, the worst tongue lashing I ever took from Meredith Jenkins, rest in peace was uh, when she caught me, as she said, trying to give Adam some advice. Cause I was, Adam was running like a small, like men's tennis or something. And I was like, here's a few suggestions as a writer that I would say that you could improve on as an SID ABC, you know, and he was real perceptive, had a good relationship with Adam. Meredith overhears this, the end at the tail end of it calls me in her office and goes don't you ever tell one of my uh, uh kids what to do and i'm like bro i wasn't telling her what to do hell i'm telling him what to do he's giving him suggestions i was trying to help him he's like you know I'm, I'm trying to tutor him a little bit and she told me to stay the hell away from him not physically but like i'll handle that you know Meredith always had this thing about men man like she always thought men were trying to encroach yeah, upon she, her she did not like them well i mean she was married that whole time yes i still I stand by my statement. I know, but it was such a weird, like girls in our generation generally aren't that way, you know, because I met Meredith when I was covering Kentucky volleyball in 96. She was the, you know, like middle of the road S, uh, SID at Auburn doing volleyball. She was that way then. So she was that way at like 25 years old. I, I wish I'd had this conversation with her, but I really wasn't in a position to have a conversation with her in the last 25 years. Yeah. She's been on were, the ground. You weren't trying to hurt anybody. Certainly not with Adam. No, no, you were trying to. We all we we liked him. We still like him. We see so you were. Well, yeah, yeah. So you were trying to just help him out. He told me he watched. He's watched to this point every single inning of the Blue Jays this year. Like literally every single game. He's always been a big Blue Jays guy. Bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, I went down that road too far, bro. I start thinking about the old days. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, Ole Miss beats Troy twenty eight ten. Did not cover in that. They were a twenty one and a half point favorite. Uh, a game that looked like Ole Miss just kind of grinded that one out, right? I mean, Troy's pretty good team. I mean, Ole Miss is better, but Ole Miss was up twenty-eight to three, and they uh, oh, had I a fumble and had a pick. 
and then kind of just eh, and then Troy scored. And yeah, I mean, to Troy's credit, they they played super hard the entire game. I thought Ole Miss kind of got you've, you've covered a million of these kind of games. Ole sure. Miss kind of got a little bored. And, I get it. Yeah, looks like Jackson Dart's going to be the guy though, right? Uh, he started the first game. Luke Altmyer is going to start Saturday against Central Arkansas, and then I suspect that Jackson Dart will be the quarterback. Gotcha. Okay. Luke Altmyer, the guy I call uh, Kerry Kittles. He's the Kerry Kittles of college football. He's like the thinnest. You can just fax him if he misses the team play. <laughs> I like him, though. He's a good player. Uh, the Auburn Tigers. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> uh, Auburn defeated Mercer uh, in a game that, again, was kind of messed up because of a long rain delay. Uh, it was a legitimate lightning delay. It was lightning in the area. Auburn did not cover in that game. Uh, 42-16 was the final. And uh, if there's anything that I take from that, it said Auburn has – they would have what I would call an, a quarterback controversy. They're saying we have two guys and we like to play them both and we will continue to play them both. But they've got one mediocre pocket passer and then they've got one guy who's pretty intriguing on the run but don't know if he can throw on the run. Ashford? Yeah, Robbie Ashford from Hoover High. Yeah. Uh, yeah. who was at Oregon previously. So we'll just see how that works out now, moving forward. Vanderbilt uh, continue. They are now on a win streak, guys. Uh, they beat Elon 42-31. to 31. They did not cover in that game. Uh, in a game played before a what I'm sure was just a raving crowd at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. It was crazy. People <laughs> hanging off the pirate ship. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Commodore Walt. It was emotional. Commodore Walt was so breathtaking oh, stop, it was, man. It was stop. i was i watched video of the commodore walk and i had tears streaming down my face unbelievable it's like when you go there it's like you feel like you're going to the ugly sororities like formal you know what i mean and like <laughs> they're, they're dressed up and they're dolled up and you know that they are but not quite there uh kentucky beat uh, miami ohio a game that they covered the uh, girl sorority yeah, well I've been there, man. I know you have you have you been there? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, there was a girl in college that I I don't want to say yeah, there was a girl in college that was very interested in me, but I wasn't very interested in her. But she would always invite me to her sorority. She was in the ugly girl sorority and she she was a nice girl. She had she had a great personality. She'd come a long way. Uh she'd overcome a lot of obstacles because she came from like the hauler. And here she was in college and you know, she's a bright girl. She's doing great in life. But uh yeah. boy, I, when I showed up at that one, it was, uh, Woo, I felt like it was in Revenge of the Nerds. Remember when they showed up with the Omega Moves and you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're nice girls, though. They're really, really nice girls. Uh, Kentucky did beat Miami, Ohio uh, yeah. by a final tally of 37-13. Yeah. Uh, and also, rest in peace to Guy Morris, uh, the final, uh, the former, I, I should that. say, UK coach, who had yeah. been uh, fighting dementia the last four years, which is tough, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Uh, it really hurts you on uh, it's tough for him obviously but the people around him that's a we had a friend here that died in his 40s from alzheimer's and is a bad way to go uh let's see florida beat utah 29 26 florida did cover in that game because actually utah was was favored i don't know a single thing about that game oh it was a great game your game was going on the florida utah game was really it was it was intense. The fourth quarter of that game was awesome. Both quarterbacks were terrific. Uh, Richardson for Auburn, for uh, Florida, I should say, was Auburn wishes he was at Auburn. Uh, Richardson was uh, was great. I mean, he, no kidding. he, yeah, he he made he made him some money on uh, Saturday night. Seventeen to twenty four for one sixty eight. 
and uh, he also rushed for 106. So it sounds like he had himself a game there. He he had just and, and his game was bigger than those stats. Word. I saw that singular play he made where he like spun out backwards and pump faked and then hit a guy wide open in the end zone. That was a pretty sweet play. <laughs> it looked like something from like the old college football days, like on PlayStation. Uh, the Bam Bams beat Utah State by a tally of 55 to nothing. That was a cover, by the way, and uh, I don't really care. They look pretty good. Mississippi State uh, more than doubles up Memphis, 49-23. Remember I was talking to our friend Brian that runs the Memphis site, and I asked him about that game. He's like, eh, I think Mississippi State's going to win this one. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what happened there. Yeah, State actually looked pretty good. Memphis looked terrible. Well, I – I feel like Mississippi State's going to be decent. I, I, I don't know. I do, too. I do too. Uh, the Cox beat uh, Georgia State 35-14. That's a game that I don't know anything about at all. I have absolutely no idea what happened in that game. 12.5 point favorite they were, so they covered easily. Yeah, they, they had two special teams touchdowns. They actually oh. trailed in the third quarter and then, then came back and made a kind of dominated late. They got a big game this weekend in Fayetteville, so that would be a fun one to watch, too. Ooh, South Carolina at Arkansas. Yeah. That, that's tasty. I like that. There's some good games Saturday. Don't spoil it, Neil. We'll, we'll save it. All right. And the, uh, the last game played was probably the best one for me. <laughs> Florida State 24, LSU 23. <laughs> Such an incredible final drive by LSU to go 99 yards in less than two minutes. I was like, this ain't happening. And then they did it. And then they got their point after blocked. And I can't really blame the kicker. It wasn't necessarily one that was low. It got no. blocked from the side. Yeah. The wing guy didn't protect. He came through and blocked it. There wasn't a whole. I mean, I mean, he couldn't. It's, he kicks extra points the same way all the time. It kick was fine. It was the it was the block guy's fault. TV cameras kept showing the kicker. I'm like, he didn't do it. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. LSU man, it's just pain, dude. Pain. It's yeah, pain. They, they did not look good. And then um, uh, Mason Smith towards ACL. He's out for yeah. the year. That's that sucks. Um, yeah, it's gonna be and booties. Looks like Booty's about to bounce, right? Yeah, Booty is uh, he's, he wants out. You know, he had an opportunity to leave before, and then he ultimately stuck at LSU. <laughs> I bet he's regretting that now. At least he's got his money. Got a hell of an NIL deal, apparently, to do that. That's got, good. Got paid. Got paid. Gets, keeps the money no matter what. Is that what Boudreaux's butt paste? Uh, maybe so. I'm yeah, sure. I think it's, it's, it's a good Bayou brand. That would actually uh, be a really funny NIL with the last name of Booty and butt paste and stuff yeah absolutely uh sticking with lsu a little bit of a fuss uh in several circles that i'm in journalism circles fan circles dipshit circles uh we're in a few of those too uh brian kelly kind of sort of got into a back and forth with uh the reporter leah van from the baton rouge advocate huh (laughs) not really i mean some people are saying he absolutely had to take her down you know i'm like what i Anyway, so he's about to do his press conference the other day, right? Yeah. And unlike any coach that I've ever covered, he decided he's going to start early. <laughs> I, I mean, it's never happened on my beat. Has it ever happened on your beat? No, I mean, in fairness to Leah, we sit around on this deal. We, we sit over 45 minutes after the original schedule when things actually go down with interviews and stuff. She showed up three minutes early. She probably thought she had plenty of time. Yeah, for sure. And he made some little wisecrack about you know it'd be nice if the beat writers would show up on time and and if you don't that's a ten dollar fine like you're just kidding man obviously very obviously just teasing you know and then she said something like I, i'd probably be on time if you'd win 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be on time if you won. And which is she's just kidding, like just teasing, and and he didn't seem perturbed by it. I don't. I think he's kind of a joker a little bit. So supposedly he jokes with riders a lot. Like it's a common thing. It's like a, an icebreaker before they do their post practice things. He'll tell a joke or he'll t- they joke with him. It's whatever. I mean, Tub did that with us forever, like forever. And so I just think she she probably forgot in the moment because that something the way she responded is you could tell that was a common thing. And she probably forgot there were a lot of cameras in there at that moment. I forget that too when I'm in there. I mean, me and me and Gus back a few years ago have gone back and forth like for fun. And I think the cameras pick it up and they're like, "Oh my god, what what's going on here? What's going on? What's going on?" And it, hey man, I I know this guy. Like I've, I've known him for a long time. Like we just t- must champ and I used to go back and forth. Hell, me and Tommy that was legendary. Man, he'd be shitting on me about stuff, but you know, it wasn't in front of a streaming camera like like it is now. Yeah, it, it it's it was more fun back then. You actually got you got <laughs> yeah. to communicate a little bit. I mean, yeah, I was hoping to see you whoop whoop a man's ass at a Mississippi State that one time. That would have been fun. That would have been not good. Um, well, you were, you were going to win because you had the <laughs> you had the weapon and he didn't. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was I, I absolutely was going to win. Um, I don't know. I I've, I don't know why people get so upset about this. They. Fans want certain media to treat these coaches like their reverence, like they're, you know what I mean? They want yeah. us to treat them with this level of, of, of respect that goes beyond personal. Like I, I think I owe Lane Kiffin personal respect, but I don't think I owe him like, Oh, you're the coach and you're going to no. I mean, he's not my coach. He's just a guy who coaches. Any more than I'm, I'm just a guy who covers them. I mean, we should be respectful to one another. That's about all we owe one another, I think, in that setting. We both have a job to do. And I didn't think what she said was disrespectful. Would I have advised her to say it with cameras running? No. Probably not, yeah. But I don't think it's a big deal. And she went and I think she was concerned about it right away. And she went and apologized. And the best I can tell, he told her that it was, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't upset about it. And that, um, it's over, and I I would suspect that there it is completely over. But people want to make it something big, and I don't know. I've heard people say, "Oh, I would fire my employee if he or oh, she." Oh, come didn't on! Have. Like you'd fire them for telling for responding playfully to a playful joke. Yeah, that's that's just silly. Uh, and then she's not a, a he's not a deity. It's not like you insulted the 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 Queen of England or something. I mean, it, it, he's he's a football coach. Yeah, he's a football coach. Just like I'm a sports writer. And a podcaster, and a message board moderator, and a professional seagull target. <laughs> the people in the bunker that drop their turds and fly away on my head. Anyway, uh, no, I was just kidding about that. But I, Leah put out a TikTok last night that really got some pearls clutched um, where she was explaining this. And I thought the funniest part of that was that she said, you know, I'm not, why would I need to pay you 10 bucks when you're making 17 million or 70 million or whatever the hell he makes? And he said, yeah, but I got to pay for my lasers. <laughs> I think he just meant like, you know, as a as a weapon for fun or whatever. I mean, you could just tell it was light, man. I Yeah, people on our board were like, shouldn't just be fired. And I'm like, stop, 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 stop. No, 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 no. No, just it you just owe have, as, a, as a beat writer, you owe the people that you cover respect and fairness. Agreed. Agreed. Respect and fairness. That's it. 
You don't, but you don't have to look up to them and treat them like they're. But there's a we're not the ones in the Tiger Walk or the Walk of Champions screaming, clapping as the players walk through. We we just cover them. As they're different. There's it's it's about reverence. I think it's then there's some people that put football on a pedestal in a way that we don't because we're around these people all the time, and I think we see them as more than just football people. Well, most coaches that I have covered, not all, but most appreciate the fact if you're a reporter and you're not a homer because they're scared of homers because homers turn on you very quickly. Homers are the very first to turn. And they're the very first to turn. And so if you're middle because of the road it's emotional to them, it is emotional to them. And we know both of us currently know people, you know, that, that this means a lot to them on a personal level. They're covering Ole Miss. Seeing the Rebels win football games is an important part of their personal identity. Yes, it's an emotional part of their personal identity. Yeah. They, they they love it in a way that probably I'm, – I'm, no joke here. They love it in a way that probably you and I reserve that love for our children. Yeah, I don't even know about that. Serious. I've been around people that I'm telling you this means more to them than their families. Well, I, mean, I love watching me some Auburn football. Don't get me wrong. And I – it's hard sometimes for me to separate like knowing the people, like the coaches at Auburn and the people, the, the support staff. I want to see them do well because I know them. Sure. And in some cases, I know their wives and their kids, and I, I just want to see them happy and doing well because I know how hard they work. You do too. Sure. So that's as far as that goes for me. But, you know, the idea that Auburn would lose a game and that would be like so forlorn. I'd be like, guys, we can't do a post game show. Like, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. I'm so broken up over this. I mean, oh, that you would be so pissed off about them losing that the next day when you saw them, you would take it out on them in question form. But we've seen it. Yes. Like, do you think it's okay that you lost this game? Like, stop. Well, you know, what were you thinking when you did? Whoa, whoa hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Have you Deep seen breath. these LSU guys that do a post-game show from a bar? Have you seen this? Yeah, it's Matt Moscona and T-Bob Abair. And They are they, fired up, brother. They, and some of that is that culture there. And, and and it's super popular that show is with people, and yet I would not. And I I know both people. I, I like Matt a lot. I don't. T Bob does not like me because of something that happened. But that's okay. Um, but I like Matt a lot. I consider Matt a friend. And sometimes I wonder, like, and maybe for them it's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. But like, if something were to happen and you had to do something else in the field, are you ever worried that these videos would come back to kind of hurt you a little bit? And I what don't know. Is- the answer. What is Masco- Moscona's like? What would you say he he would describe himself as? Is he a journalist? Is I he think a radio he guy. Des- I think he would describe himself as a broadcaster. Okay, as a as a radio talk show host. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But very clearly, he, he is, he is a, an emotional LSU fan. Now, he's been very critical of LSU in a way that, you know, he goes both ways with it. But sometimes I, I wonder, like, can you even, can you claim objectivity when this kind of stuff is on tape? That's I mean, the answer is no. The answer is no. I wonder about that a little bit on my shows, though, for real. Like, when I get ripped, I don't say crazy stuff when I get ripped, but I just, the fact that I get ripped, you know, would... Harson look at that and go, God dang, I don't want to take that guy seriously because he drinks or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought about it like that. That's interesting. But I'm also changing. I mean, I'm not the guy I was 10 years ago. I don't yeah. fulfill the same role in the journalism world. So, But I suspect I Brian Harson would say that you treat him fairly. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I suspect that Brian Harson would say that you treat him respectfully. That I've you had that conversation with him, yeah. That you don't take pot shots at his family or things of that nature that I mean, that, 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 that's probably all that he can ask for. Because, look, if, if Brian Harson succeeds as Auburn's coach, it won't be because of something you did. And if Brian Harson fails as Auburn's coach, it won't be because of something that you did. So at the end of the day, it's just your job to cover him and to be as fair and, and objective and respectful as you can be. That's just the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Uh, speaking of that, so I went live for the Auburn's, Auburn Tigers game against the Hayden Mercer Bears the other night, which included yeah. an hour and a half rain delay, which I talked my way through and drank my way through. But notably absent in the streaming world was one Neil McCready, who uh, had been kind of going back and forth through the year about what he was going to do on game days. But ultimately, you decided to go to Vaught Hemingway and cover the game in a more traditional manner. Yeah. And I'm wondering kind of how that went for you. Oh, so Ole Miss kicked off at three. I left my house around one. Uh, turns out I could have waited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to the stadium like at one forty. When it was way too early. Um, I didn't. I sort of set up my little workstation, and I had my I had a computer and a iPad, and obviously the game in front of me. I missed being able to watch all the different games at the same time that I've been able to do the last two years. I missed just chilling out in my house. I forgot, honestly, how sterile press boxes are. What? From a coverage standpoint, look, our written product, just in terms of, of quantity, was better. I wrote a column, which I would have written anyway, but I wrote a column, and I thought it was a little better than it would have been had I hurried it. I wrote a uh, notebook, and I wrote a story on um, 
Zach Evans, the running back for Ole Miss, who made his Ole Miss debut and rushed for 130 yards. So from that standpoint, the content was better. Uh, my colleague Chase Parham hosted a post-game show, and I was a guest on that show. There's There's been some people that were like, yeah, it was good. There have been some people like, I wish you guys would do it the other way you used to do it, where the two of us did a post-game show. And the problem with that is that we didn't have any written content. You have a bigger staff than I have, meaning yeah. quantity of reporters. Yeah. Um, if you had two other people to go that are – yeah, seasoned reporters, you would probably stay home. I would, I would, I would send them. And so, I mean, it's it's a goal that I would like to get to at this point now is to find to find somebody that I trust who would go to the game and produce quality work in a in a manner that I didn't have to spend a bunch of time editing it or supplementing it. Or when I looked up, I'm like, that's it. And you know, and because I, I do think the co- written content on our sites is important. The people who subscribe to AuburnSports.com. They they do want to read about the Auburn game after it's over. I don't put as much into that myself. I don't write very much anymore. Um, but you send Brian to the games, and he writes. And you well, no, send, people people are writing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I'm the one who's been doing it the longest. So you're. But, but AuburnSports.com still has a strong written presence at the end of the Auburn Mercy. Well, I understand that, but it's important that Neil McCready, who has been an Old Miss insider and observer for a, no- a number of years, that your voice is out there. So I think there's a lot of people that look up to you. I'm talking about readers. Oh. Say, I want to hear what Neil has to say about this. Whether they, you know, they've you've been in the market so long, they either love you or hate you or whatever. Sure. But there's still a lot of people that want to read your stuff. There's probably people want to read my stuff too, and it ain't out there because I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm 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 live. I'm I'm running a show. Yeah, um, so that's a minus for me and my site. But yeah, I had I had I, I don't know. For for the first time, I thought it was okay. We'll see. We'll see what it's like down the road. It it. You're never, you know this, you're never going to please everyone. That's not possible. It's simply not possible to make 100% of the people that consume your product satisfied. Yeah, what if Wright Thompson called you and said, hey, Neil, I'd like to cover the games for you for free. Then you'd stay home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me see what I can do. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, if uh, if I'm willing to give him a handy and wear a uh, Pappy Van Winkle uh, mask, he might do it. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I'd have to break through some boundaries just to get to that point. I'll tell you. Yeah, anyway, sure. looking forward to seeing what you uh, end up choosing to do as the season drags on. We'll see what happens. I think Ole Miss is going to be a pretty good ball club. So going to be a lot of interest. Uh, another thing there's going to be a lot of interest in is Cathead Distillery because the stuff that they make is so daggone delicious. I know because I drink it. Cathead Distillery are makers of fine spirits and other delicious refreshments that can be found throughout the Southeast and beyond. Beyond, beyond. The newest product is spreading like wildfire through the swimming pool shindigs and get-togethers of my locale and yours. It's the Cathead Sparkling. It's a Cathead. It's a uh, sparkling vodka cocktail and a colorful aluminum vessel. Five percent ABV, one hundred calories, and as always, gluten-free, sugar-free, and vegan. Cathead Sparkling comes in eight packs with four different flavors, including the limeade, strawberry lemonade, mandarin, uh, cranberry, mango. The new ones are mango, raspberry, cucumber, and pineapple. Uh, Neil, your neighbor. And in a fit of, of, of meanness, sent me a Twitter DM with the new flavors that he had in his refrigerator, oh, which Yachty, is a low blow. Yachty did that to you? Yeah, Yachty did that to me. And that is absolutely just mean-spirited. Uh, and I told him how I felt about it. So, yeah, he's found that somewhere there in Oxford. Uh, those delicious. I think it was a raspberry he was trying to shove down my throat. That's very rude. They don't have those over here yet. 
But if you see them, you need to be putting your mouth on those and drinking them. Uh, they are, we take them to the pool every single time we go now. Uh, of course, the, the Courtney really likes the limeade and the cranberry. Uh, and I usually cl- uh, clean it up with the mandarin. And then the lemonade, she gives away to Becky or whatever. Anyway, you can find those, uh, again, in eight packs in the grocery stores, convenience stores, and liquor outlets near you. Cat had, of course, broke into this space with their vodkas, uh, the blue cat, and they had the gold cat, which is the hat, cat and honeysuckle. Now the big one is the bitter orange, which uh, is just a wonderful thing to put into a cocktail. You know, I used to be anti-cocktail, but I'm not anymore. You can also find that pecan flavor at the one by me. They have all four of those vodkas. They're all delicious, and they all have a role in making a great cocktail. As I mentioned, Cathead's bourbons are excellente as well. You know, of course, about the 90-proof Old Soul, but their single-barrel Old Soul 109-proof is muy delicioso. You may also find the Tintype series, which is their seven-year 119-proof. If you see it, buy it. I'm telling you, it's delicious. And if you ever see their 13-year-old Old Soul in that gray uh, in that gray bottle, you need to get it immediately. Look, you need Cathead in your life. Seek out their Cathead Sparkling or any of their fine spirits next time you're out. If your favorite bar or restaurant doesn't carry Cathead, make a request. Ask them to carry Cathead. Life is better with Cathead in it. So do what you got to do and get that Cathead. Uh, you know what else you got to do, Jay, is if you are planning to like travel, you want to go somewhere, you want to make a trip, one that uh, you remember for a long time, well, one to be one that creates some special memories that people are talking about in your family for uh, years to come, you got to get in touch with our buddy John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. What you do is you is call John and you're like, hey, uh, John, here's where I want to go. This is kind of what I'm thinking about. Don't know exactly how to put this together to make it ideal, but this is my, this is my budget. Budget's important. And then sit back and do nothing. He's going to come up with a bunch of options that you're not going to find on your own. Uh, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Tell him that you heard about him on Grace Pod in the South. You get $50 off your first booked trip. And that $50, you can take it and you can invest it at mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. It's Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com. I got to take it down here for just a minute. I had something happen to me this morning that I never thought would happen to me. Um, and I handled it pretty dang well, um, but it's not really about me. So here's what happened. I had a friend of mine call me. No, he texted me, excuse me, at about 830 in the morning. And he said, can you talk? This is a guy that I've known, I don't know, maybe a decade. And I like him a lot. And I know he likes me a lot, but we don't live near each other and uh i don't see him very often but he's like one of those guys like if, if you live near if he lived in my neighborhood we'd be real tight you know i like him a lot so he says you know can you talk i'm like well hell yeah absolutely so he calls me within 30 seconds and he's just spawned and he's crying he's you know he's he's, he's not making sense I mean, he's not drunk he's just super super overcome with sadness and, and despair and i i don't know you know I'm like, are you, you know, are you all right? And he starts explaining that, you know, he's just really isolated and feels extremely lonely and just you know, really down on his luck. And this is a guy, it's tough for me to kind of think of him this way because he's such a badass. I mean, I, I, I think so much of him personally and professionally. I'm freaking out, dude, because I don't know what to say, you know? I mean, I've never had somebody like, I mean, I've given advice before, but I don't know what to say here. So I literally get in front of my iPad while he's crying. And I'm just going to let him go for a minute. You know, I'm going to tell you, I love you, man. I'm here. 
you know, I'm here for you. And he's like, I just need you to listen. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I Google, like, what do you tell someone? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you tell someone you think might be suicidal? Mm -hmm. And up came this site from Colorado State, you know, from like their counseling center or whatever. And it's five do's and don'ts for helping someone in distress. And while he's crying and I'm just kind of giving him a little bit of space, you know, staying on the other end of the line, I'm just starting to digest what I need to do here. So the first thing I look for is not what not to do. And their list is uh, don't say I know how you feel. Don't say that. You know, I, I, I mean, I guess I kind of could have said, you know, oh, I've been down before, you know, whatever. Don't do that. They say, don't say get over it. I wasn't going to say that anyway. It's kind of a dickish thing to say. It also said, you know, don't say be thankful for what you have and realize other people have it worse than you do. Mm-mm. Like, don't do that. Mm-mm. So, uh, you know, what I ended up doing was I kind of read the things of what to do. And it's kind of to push this person to get help, which I did gently. And then I reminded him that I love him, which I do. And I reminded him that I think he's an incredibly talented person who's got a lot to live for and a lot of great shit going on, you know, aside from the things that are really bringing him down. And just to continue letting him know that I'm here and that I care and I will stay on the phone as long as is necessary and I will continue to check up on you, you know. I found that the the conversation went in a really good direction when I started talking about a few things that I know he does very, very well. Uh, one of them professionally and one of them in his private life is things that he's really good at. And he's, you can tell he's kind of perked up, you know, and I was like, you know, you're really, really good at this stuff. I learned a lot from you, et cetera, et cetera. So, and you know, this is probably a 40 minute conversation. And at the end, I mean, I felt a lot better, but I'm definitely going to be checking up on him just to make sure it, it, he's all Gucci. But dude, that I was, really, that was really smart of you to do that. I, I don't know that I would have thought to have pulled up that site and gotten like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little professional help on how to guide a friend through something. That was, yeah, that was, it was really just, smart on your part. It just came to me, you know, it says you should say things simply simple, like, please don't hurt yourself, which I didn't say because he never said, I want to kill myself. It wasn't, I don't even necessarily think he was going there, but he was just really down, you know? And so another thing they suggested to say would, was my life would be less full without you, which I said something similar to that. You know, you're, you're really important to me. I don't like to see you hurting like this. You know, I think a lot of you, I love you. I'm here. You know, I mean, he got himself, I guess, back into a better frame of mind. I felt like I had, you know, done the right thing. I mean, I care about this guy. He's a stud, you know? And at the end I said, Hey man, I just want you to know, I love you and, and want to make sure you're good. You know? And he started, he started getting upset again. I thought that I'd set this thing off again, which was really stupid of me, I guess. But bottom line is, man, you just, you stay positive. You stay in the moment. And for me, like when I'm talking to somebody, I just want to hear somebody talking like all the time or else I feel weird. Like either I'm talking or you're talking in a situation like that. I just had to kind of let him, you know, vent and then cry some. It was kind of tricky, but well, this story's about it. him. Not, I'm not trying to take any credit here. I'm just saying like, if you guys ever find yourself in that position, just take, oh, take your foot off the accelerator and kind of move at their speed. That was well, and credit to him for having the courage to realize that he needed to talk to someone. Yeah. Seriously. That, I mean, 8.30 that, in the morning too, right? I mean, that's. That, hey, I'm, I'm about to lose it. I'm alone. I need to, I need to talk to a, I need to talk to a friendly voice. And I, I know that I'm, you know, cause as a guy, you know, there's this, we, we grew up with these stigmas that, you know, boys don't cry and boys, don't, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff's real. And it all kind of builds up. And then in that, in, in those moments when you got to let it out, you got to, it's, it's, it's difficult to do. And so, 
kudos to him for getting that stuff out a yeah. little bit. You know, he's going to. Yeah, he's going to go to therapy. We talked about it, and uh, yeah, you know, he, I told him about. I didn't want to make it about me at all, but I said, "Hey, man, I've got two degrees in psychology, and I go to a therapist." You know, and there's been times where I'm, I need Shit, someone man. to help me. You know, and he said, "Man, that really brings it home that you know you, you studied it so long and you still need help with it." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." So, we've talked about that a bunch on the show, on our show, and uh, you know, just drive that home again. Just kind of move at their pace. I, yeah. Anyway, this guy's a stud and he's going to be good and I'm going to check on him and he's going to, he's going to end up being a, a huge winner. He's already a winner and he's going to get out of this and continue being a badass. So I'm saying there, yeah. guys, check on your people. Yeah. I mean, seriously, seriously, that's you're right. That, that was, that speaks a lot. I mean, no joke, not trying to puff you up here, but that says a lot that in that moment you're the person he thought of. Yeah. I mean, I mean it really did. It says a lot about you. It says, it says a lot about, I mean, cause you've got this <laughs> persona and stuff, but you know, peeling the when you peel the onion back, you're a pretty good dude. I can be, yeah. But I'm also kind of dumb, which maybe puts people at ease. You know? No, you're not. Just such a goof. I mean, no, I'm a goof. You know what I mean? You're, you are goofy, that's for sure. But yeah. but no, it's it it says a whole lot that somebody in that moment hurting like that, yeah, felt confident that he could reach out to you and that you'd be there. Well, if you guys find yourself in that situation, just calm, move at their speed positive tell me you love them tell me you, you care about them being around call jay well i mean yeah i'll yeah. do that too yeah for sure for sure um did you have something else i can't remember if you did or not yeah i was gonna tell you about the show um, i thought about this because i thought about you because i knew we were doing the show today and last night so the last couple of nights i've been watching um alone oh yeah Netflix. yeah have you watched this okay so no, but this is the show where the people are literally intentionally stranded. Yes, they take them out to these remote areas. In this case, it's in British Columbia, and the land is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. But you, you're you you have like a handful of things that you can take, but you're essentially left to survive on your own. There's bears and all this stuff, and you've got a phone. But if you call the phone, you're out. They'll come get you. Peace out. You're done. The winner, the whoever's left, gets half a million dollars. So, I don't know. I, I, first of all, these people are damn geniuses. Like, the stuff they know how to do with their hands and with, like, a knife or... Um, yeah, they're tool. like Jim Bowie types, huh? Yeah, and I'm watching that going, I wouldn't have known to do that. They're like, okay, well, like this one guy, he, he had killed a deer and he was literally using every bit of the deer. Like he knew what to do with the brains to tan the, a hide or something. Man, it was, it was insanity. Like, how did you, how do you know these things? Like wh what world do you live in where you know all of these things? And I don't mean that in a critical way, but this guy built a boat. One guy builds a boat. Like he, he looks out into the trees and stuff, and he's like, okay, well, he's got his one knife, and he's like, yeah, okay, so I'll build a boat. And and he builds a boat. that, that <laughs> and he, he builds oars and the whole deal. And they one guy built a, a – actually, a girl built a uh, rod and reel from wood. I don't even and know he, how you do that. I mean, I, Well, that's that was my thing. So I was wondering because I was thinking about this, and I – I thought, I don't know that I would survive two days 
Like they, one guy found a bunch of mushrooms and he came up with this system so that he could hang them out and air and like dry them, get the moisture out so they have more protein. Guy built a smoking a smoke shed for the deer. Built I mean, just. Would you know how to build a log cabin? No, of course not. Like who learns this stuff? And I'm kind of jealous of it. I'm watching one that's badass. But I mean, like I would, I think within two days I'd be like, hey, I'm out. Come get me. Yeah, I, I yeah. I, I, I can't do that. Do you know anybody like that? That's like super, I mean, cause I do know some people who are like super handsy with their, with tools and stuff. Yeah. My former, you know, I go to a, a stylist now, but when I used to go to a barber, like he's a, he's a doomsday prepper. So he oh, has, really? yeah, he's one of the real ones. So. So he's got all the stuff down in like his basement and all that. Yeah. And he, he's that guy. I mean, he, he's trying to live off the grid basically, but I mean, he, he's still got to get some money. So. He have, cuts you ever, have you ever been to his place? No, but uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But he, he likes guns too. Are, are, you, not, are you not curious? Uh, no, no. Sometimes there's roads you just don't want to go down, Neil. Um, you know, I mean, like, hey, man, like I, I got a certain type of person that I like hanging out with, you know, and I feel comfortable around. Yeah, and I get there's, it. There's some that you're just kind of like, hey, man, um, you're doing a hell of a job. Peace, you know, thanks yeah. for cutting my hair or whatever. I kind of don't miss seeing him. <laughs> I, he was a nice dude. I just got weirded out a little bit, you know, because, like, he had Fox News on, and he, like, Hillary Clinton would be on there or whatever, and he'd be like, <sighs> you would say words that I don't want to say on the show, but, like, be like, and I mean, I understand if you're not happy with Hillary Clinton, I get that, but, I mean, he got, like, irrationally angry, and I'm like, bro, you got shears in your hands, and I'd just rather you back up, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Out of these logs, yeah. Anyway. That's <laughs> yeah. great. That's how it goes sometimes. Okay, looking ahead. Yeah, um, good weekend. Lots of good games. Huge weekend, actually. I, I didn't realize it was this good. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go through these uh, in chronological order, I guess. Missouri Kansas, Missouri at Kansas State. That's going to be on ESPN2, 11 a.m. kickoff. That's a Kansas State is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm checking it out like the. A big, uh, it's a big moment for Missouri, and then I mean, because if if they can't handle K State, this this thing might go south. Wait, Kansas State's pretty good, right? Yeah, but still, come on. If you can't go to Manhattan and take care of a little business, it might be a long year. Well, it might be a long year. Well, I mean, sure. I, I don't know if sure. we're expecting Missouri to be awesome, are we? Well, no, but I'm okay. I'm just talking about getting to six wins and hanging on. If okay. you're old Drinkwitz, according to my. Uh, Ranked college football app. That's a matchup rating of 2.99 out of 5. So people are pretty fired up about that one. Yeah, good game. I'm going to take Missouri in that one, believe it or not. Okay, I'll go K-State. You're naysayer. Nothing but a rabble rouser. That's me. Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. No, I take it back. Wake Forest at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a nonetheless a 13-point dog. And this has got to be the highest matchup rating in the history of Vanderbilt. A 3.05 out of 5 stars. <laughs> I mean, Commodore Walk's going to have literally tens oh. of people there. I mean, oh, it's going to be so emotional. And they're going to have the SEC is SEC Nation pregame oh, show or whatever. Yeah, God, oh man, this is a big moment. They were so proud. They're like live from Vanderbilt University. I was like, they never said that before, have they? No. Jeez. Uh, more big games though. That's an 11 a.m. game going to be on SEC Network. Another 11 a.m. game is South Carolina, the aforementioned South Carolina at Arkansas game. That's going to be on main ESPN, the flagship station, Arkansas, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, Neil McCrady. I go kind of back and forth on this one. Um, I think I'm – I know I think Arkansas wins. I 
kind of think Arkansas covers. So you're looking like 10 to 15 point win, huh? Yeah, 10. 10 points. All right. What about you? Yes, I'm I'm a believer in Arkansas right now. And South Carolina, you know, as you pointed out, needed a rally to win the game last week. And that's that's a little concerning. Uh, another 11 a.m. kick. That's the fourth one. Wow. Um, on Fox, of all things. Mm-hmm. Alabama at Texas. Alabama, yeah. a 20-point favorite at Texas. I know Texas is kind of, uh, but, geez, Louise, 20 points? Uh, SEC preview. This will be a common matchup in the next few years. Um, if you listen, think Texas will be any good. Well, they, they, they're about to get an introduction, I, I suspect, to uh, SEC play. <laughs> I mean, I like watched last that. year. I watched what happened when they played Arkansas last year. It's going to be worse against Alabama. I, I think Alabama covers. Wow, twenty point favorite, and they cover. I'd lay it. Yeah, sure. Wow. Okay. I don't know that much about Texas, honestly, but I just don't think it matters. I mean, they are they that much better than they were a year ago. Well, show some sack at home, bro. Come on. They lost to Kansas last year, Jay. You can't get trampled at home. I mean, like, dude, the Chiefs were good last year, man. Mahomes, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 2.30, we got App State at the Fighting Jimbos with the uh, glasses that break that, that part in the middle. That's what Jimbo likes to do. Power move by him. 2.30 on ESPN2. Texas A&M, a 19-point favorite. Now, I have to remind you guys that App State played very well at North Carolina the other day. I know North Carolina ain't superstars, but – and they also have Chiswick as their defensive coordinator, but – they got some players. I would take. I, up, I, I don't think they're going to cover. I don't think AM's going to cover on that one. Right, I'll, I'll say AM covers. Wow. You're going to say 20 plus. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee at Pitt. That's an interesting game, too. Oh, real good game. Yeah. That Pitt found a way to win the backyard brawl uh, mm-hmm. in week Z. No, week one, I guess. Uh, Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite at Pitt. So Vegas showing some love, some respect there for Tennessee. Tennessee looked really good. Pittsburgh was kind of fortunate to beat West Virginia. This will be a great game. I I, I just think Pitt, Tennessee's going to light them up on offense. I, wow. I think Tennessee wins and covers. How about that? That's going to be on ABC 230. Yeah, it's a good game. Intense. Uh, here's one that's not as good. Uh, Georgia playing home, playing host, I should say, to Samford. The, uh, the Bulldogs from Greater Birmingham. That's going to be on the SEC network at 3 o'clock, no line, because Samford is from the next division down. Nobody's watching that. Yeah, it's 60 to nothing, probably. Uh, another one I'm not going to be watching, Central Arkansas at Ole Miss, a game that kicks off at 6 o'clock on the web on ESPN+, Plus, which is where Auburn's game was last week. Yeah, my goal is to get to the stadium as close to 6 as possible. 5.48? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I mean – there's no reason to get there any earlier than that. I understand. I mean, I hate these games. I, I will say this. I give Lane Kiffin a ton of credit. He refers to these games as preseason games, which I'd much prefer to all that. Yeah, and he's right. He's You don't treat this like a regular season game. It's a preseason game. They're, they're not losing. Because if you lose to Central Arkansas, you're toast anyway, right? I mean, it's over at that point. You're not losing to them. So treat it like an exhibition game. Figure out what works, all that stuff. Get ready for the real season. Because for okay. Ole Miss, the real season gets started pretty soon. Dude, the disrespect of Sky Central Arkansas, though, man. Jeez. Yeah, I know, but gotta be real about it. That whole, well, you know, they put their pants on one leg at a time or whatever. You're not losing to them. 
Well, plus they had Scotty Pippen. So, I mean, he's pretty yeah. good. They would be, they'd be better if they had Pippen out there. Yeah, I know. You go up for some jump balls. Uh, Kentucky at Florida. That game is 6 o'clock on Maine ESPN. Florida good is a five-point favorite. Richardson, Will Levis. This is a fun game, man. This is, I mean, could potentially be for battle to finish second in the East. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I you're mean, right. Well, I mean, you could have, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if, if Georgia's playing for national championship type stuff and you're 10 and 2 or something like that, just, this could put you in spot to go to like the Sugar Bowl or something. I mean, this is potentially a huge game. I'm taking Kentucky in that game. I don't think Florida's ready to beat the big boys just yet. And believe it or not, Kentucky is a big boy now. Uh, the next game on the docket is one you don't want to watch. Uh, Auburn playing host to San Jose State. Although the Spartans have a really cool logo. I like their logo a lot. Uh, Auburn is a 23-point favorite in that game. San Jose State struggled to beat Portland State at home last weekend. So I think Auburn's got this one. I Some- love I love Auburn and, and laying the points here. I, I think Auburn's going to spank San Jose. I actually think Auburn. I think Auburn's a little better than some people out there generally think. They're pretty good on defense, and like you said, the quarterback thing might kind of it might figure out a way to work itself out. I think you're right. It could work out. Uh, the late, I guess, the quote, the later games. Uh, LSU is playing host to Southern, which is actually located in Baton Rouge. I've covered a game at Southern University. It's about. I don't know, six or seven miles north of LSU there in Baton Rouge. The battle for the uh, city championship of Baton Rouge. (laughs) The the battle for the Baton Rouge. The the Red Stick Showdown or something like that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't have a line on that. Nobody's watching that. Somehow that's on SEC Network, 630. And then the super late game, uh, Mississippi State is playing at Arizona, a game that's going to be on FS1, 10 o'clock kickoff for that one. And uh, Mississippi State is nonetheless an 11-point favorite on Arizona's home turf. I'm with you. I actually think Mississippi State's going to be pretty good. I think they cover this line. I think they get a a nice win out there. The Pac-12 is just not good against SEC teams. Well, Pac-12 is in for a world of pain because they're going to get their ass beat, and then they're going to be out of this whole piece of the pie thing that's coming up when everybody starts making big, big money and they don't. Yeah, those teams – like Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, Utah. If I'm those teams, I'm I'm doing the Big Twelve thing. I'm jumping in with those teams and and preserving myself as at least the have a chance to be the third best league. Uh, just overall in all the t- games being played this weekend, the top in the matchup rating uh, on the college football app, the ranked college football app that I love to use, uh, Baylor uh, at BYU. Yeah, is considered the most tasty. Uh, showdown of the week, uh, Kentucky at Florida, Tennessee at Pitt, uh, the Alabama-Texas game, and the fifth best showdown of the week is USC at Stanford, even though oh. USC is only an eight-point favorite in that one. But uh, apparently people on the West Coast are fired up about that one. So I think that BYU uh, game is going to be fun to watch. BYU, that's at 9-15 on, I think, on ESPN. That's going to be a game. Yeah. yeah. Should, be, uh, should be a showdown there. BYU a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And the over-under is 53 on that one, which I would have thought that'd be low. But there you go, Neil McCready. Some good football game this week. Yeah, it's going to be some really good games. We'll come back uh, next week and we'll talk about them, get you ready for the next week as well. It'll be episode 190 next week as we get closer to the big 200, uh, 200th episode. So uh, we'll wrap it there. Hope everybody uh, has a great weekend. 
Thanks for making us a part of your week. For JG Tate, I'm Neil McCready. Talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.